So for Alabama, we do know that Nick Saban recently estimated that his players received around $3 million in 2021. We would expect that, you know, this is before the collective launch. That was still back when everyone was a little apprehensive about NIL. We would expect it to only grow and be even bigger this season just because everyone's a little more familiar with it. There's now a collective to back it. There's a lot more going on in the NIL world. Welcome to Name Image Likeness, the podcast dedicated to covering the NIL world. I'm Wheeler. And I'm Chrissy. And we serve on the NIL team at VictoryFi. VictoryFi provides technologies that allow student athletes to monetize their NIL, build their brand, and stay in compliance with legislation and school policies. Our Nilly.io platform is the easiest way to NIL. It allows student athletes to build their own custom merchandise. Check it out at nillie.io. Our platform, Framework, partners with athletic departments to teach student athletes how to manage money earned through NIL and how to navigate the NIL world. That's right. You should check mm-hmm. them out. That's Nilly and Framework. And we actually just released some really um, awesome new courses for Framework. We did, Wheeler and I. We've talked about these, but Wheeler and I have, uh, we're on them. We did some kind of segments of the podcast. It was really, really fun to share some of the things we've learned and kind of share some of our financial skills. So uh, we're really excited. We just launched it with um, first rollout with some schools in Texas. So excited to see how uh, how it goes. So yeah, really cool, fun to be on like a live in person uh, workshop. Super that proud. That was cool. That, that was, was cool. really cool. And yeah, and then um, so that was cool. And then this week, like this past weekend, the games were awesome. And I know you had a chance to watch them because. Um, <laughs> In particular, you had a, a very intent, close game between <laughs> Texas and Alabama. But, you know, this is this was a past weekend of upsets in so many ways. It really was. And before you go forward, I just want to say that I also was organizing an Alabama alumni tailgate for that game. And that was a horrible game to have our first alumni event. It was when we left, everyone was just Dead. shooketh. <laughs> come on guys you we had fun right that it was, was that a was great fun. time right i I, I was i was in charge of the social media and i didn't take as many pictures as i needed to in the beginning and i was like i'll just wait till the end of the game everyone will be so happy Wrong. <laughs> it was really hard to get some good content so my i will say I believe in my team, but from now on, I will be taking pictures first thing early in the day. Also, when everyone's looking fresh, we haven't all had like bourbon cokes. We're all fresh, yeah. no, so you, you, I learned my lesson at the hard way. So, Chrissy, you're, um, you know, y'all had the noon game, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> so, okay, this has been. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you got to hit it hard. Not, not by the end, I didn't. Yeah. Let's... <laughs> uh, that's good. Back to the story. So, let's get back to the story. Yeah. So there have been a ton of upsets. Mm-hmm. And um, let's get into the first one. So the first upset seems that the Athens Banner Herald may get its way. Reporters may soon get access to the financial records behind the NIL deals of UGA players. Then in the football world, like we just kind of referred to, we had a few close calls. Alabama barely beat Texas in a nail-biter down in Austin. Some major NIL deals have come out from both of these programs, and it was really interesting to see how money played 
a factor in performance, especially with an unranked Texas going mm-hmm. against number one, highly ranked Alabama. Yes. Um, we also had App State over A&M. Huge win. Marshall beat Notre Dame. And the local favorite, I'll leave to you. Oh, yes. Georgia Southern beat Nebraska. So that was pretty awesome. So crazy weekend. Seriously crazy weekend. It was. So let's dig into the NIL stuff behind it. Yes. Okay. So for our news and facts segment this week, we're going to talk about who is supporting some of those schools that we just mentioned. But we are also, in our main segment, going to dig into the Athens Banner Herald story and really talk about whether or not NIL deals are some records that should be revealed. And we're going to discuss how certain states think they are and certain states think they're not. So Pretty interesting. So uh, let's get into the news and facts. Okay, let's discuss who is supporting these programs that everyone's talking about. You know, where is this money coming from? Yes. Okay, so we'll start with Alabama. Okay, so the collective, so since we've been talking about collectives a lot, um, you know, we can kind of talk about where that support's coming from. The collective that is supporting University of Alabama players is actually High Tide Traditions. But this collective launched only this past April. So this really hasn't been some huge driver, um, the number that we're going to use. So what we're wanting to do here is we want to give general the general dollar amount the best we can figure based on records that have been released. Again, we're going to discuss why some may or may not have been. Um, but based on what we know, what kind of NIL dollars are going to these these football programs? So for Alabama, we do know that Nick Saban recently estimated that his players received around $3 million in 2021. We would expect that, you know, this, this is before the collective launch. That was still back when everyone was a little apprehensive about NIL. We would expect it to only grow and be even bigger This season, just because everyone's a little more familiar with it. There's now a collective to back it. There's a lot more going on in the NIL world. So, at minimum, Alabama's looking at like their team, you know, everyone's kind of all pumped up because they've received about $3 million in NIL deals. So, pretty cool for Alabama. So, that was going into the matchup. Yeah. So, you could say that's kind of like their baseline, I guess. Cause once that, you know, once the high tide gets, gets going, I mean, Mm -hmm. they'll bring in some dollars from all over the place. So, Definitely. And it said that what they're wanting to use for that collective is they're really kind of focusing on a lot of technology to collect ath- uh, to connect athletes and businesses, some AI. So I think this is going to be pretty cool and pretty helpful for the Tide. Cool. So on the flip side, Texas is a little different. Um, so we do lo- know a little bit more about Texas since their records actually, you know, the actual dollar figures have been released. Um, records obtained by the Austin American Statesman show that 154 Longhorns signed 418 NIL deals for a total of $2.039 million from August 1st, 2021 to April 30th, 2022. 94 football athletes accounted for 900000 of this $2 million. The football team is also supported by the two collectives, the Horns with Heart Collective and the Clark Field Collective. Wow. I mean, it's pretty interesting to compare the two, right? So in this head-to-head Alabama has more NIL dollars, at least according to the figures that we have, um, you know, but it still didn't necessarily make a difference in this game. So uh, let's let's move on to App State versus Texas A&M. Yeah, we'll move past that. I don't <laughs> want you to have any PTSD from that one. So 
onto the A&M collective. This, their collective is called The Fund. And this one is very intriguing. So, you know, we we're talking about the high tide collective earlier and how Chrissy mentioned they're trying to get out there. They're going to use AI. They're going to use technology. They're going to be out there trying to raise money out in the public. Mm-hmm. Well, A&M is doing things a little different. And I found it super interesting. So they're really staying kind of in the shadows of the NIL world. They don't have, they're not putting up a website and they're strictly saying, hey, if you want to go know about the collective, the collective is going to, you know, the word's going to get out about it regardless if we advertise. So it's more of a close knit community, a close knit group where they don't even list their president. They don't list like a founder, the directors. Spooky. Entirely different than our podcast last week on Purdue and the Boilermaker Alliance where, you know, we, they're parading Drew Brees around and, and all these other former, you know, Purdue graduates. So I found it just super interesting that the fund's going, it is, I think it is the only collective that is completely going a different direction um, as far as not being out in the open and mm-hmm. at least putting a, a pretty wrapper on the idea of it. I mean, even if nobody's, everybody's all for NIL in general, mm-hmm. at least when you put, you know, a, 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 you know, fundraiser behind it, a pretty image, I mean, you can, you can kind of persuade someone, but no, not them. They're, they're just staying completely in the shadows. It's crazy. Very, very interesting. I'm, I'm super curious to see what happens with this. I mean, also I want to investigate, like I need to know more. Spooky I, I season. Do. I mean, someone started it, but they're not listing it. So why? Like, well, yeah. why would they not list their, I guess, I mean, I guess that's more, it's more reason to kind of wonder what information should be publicly available mm-hmm. and, and what's not. So it's kind of the theme of the episode. Absolutely. Um, so according to the university tracked information during the first academic year obtained by the Eagle, this is a media company out of Bryan, Texas, football players at Texas A&M earned $3,367,517.52 over the last year. So we very precise numbers. I, I, yeah, and we did that on purpose. And you actually brought this up earlier, why we should do that. Yeah, no, I, I mean... If you got them, why not report them? But that's that's wild. So if we have, so if we're in comparison, App State, right? So they have their collective is it looks like the three 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 LLC is an NIL entity supporting App State student athlete opportunities, and they're launching like now. So that really hasn't been anything that's helped athletes to this point. Um, App State AD Doug Gillen recently stated that since last year, there have been about 100 NIL deals for Appalachian State athletes, which is awesome, but that's really not anywhere in any realm that you can compare to Texas A&M. Like that's, it's totally not. But then, you know, these NIL, as you can see, like NIL dollars didn't win this game. Yeah, the, the players did. Mm-hmm. I mean, as dumb as that sounds, you know, you always hear about NIL is going to change the landscape. Well, that very well could be the case, and it already is changing it in some ways. But, um, you know, in this one, it changed it for the worse and, and from the perspective of A&M and, you know, for the better. of Actually, it didn't change it at all. App State kicked their butts. Mm-hmm. They, they just came in there and, and whooped up on them. And just to rub a little salt in the wound A&M, um, they actually paid App State $1.5 million to travel to College Station and Toulouse. <laughs> um, that sucks. That truly sucks. Um, very interesting. Okay, NIL Mathlete, what you got this week? Well, let's do it. It's time for Mathlete. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> this week, we are going to use on threes NIL valuation projections. So of the Texas players that played on Saturday, Bijan Robinson has the highest NIL valuation at $1.6 million. Of the Alabama, Alabama players who played in the game, um, star quarterback, former Heisman winner Bryce Young has the highest valuation at $3.2 million. This means that a top quarterback in college can expect to earn you know, roughly double than what a top running back would do in the NIL world at this moment. So let's take a look at the NFL, kind of compare like what's going to happen at the next level when dollars get bigger and the stakes get higher. Top earning quarterback, the, the top quarter earning quarterback in the, in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers, who earns $50.3 million per year. And the NFL's top earning running back is Christian McCaffrey, who earns $16 million per year. So at the NFL level, this means that NFL quarterback's worth is a little over three times more than that of an NFL running back. So it's kind of interesting comparing the two. So there's a smaller positional earnings gap in college football between a position like a quarterback and running back than there is in the NFL, which could mean a few things. It could mean that uh, at the college level, maybe the NIL world, people value um, they value the athlete more than the position. And I, the, instead of that, instead of the dollars returned, um, it's just, it just could be a lot. What do you think, Chrissy? Well, I mean, I just – I think one thing that kind of stuck out with me – is just where these valuations came from in general. So while I think this is really awesome what On3 is doing, valuing these players, I just think that's really cool. You know, we were we were looking at, we actually, um, Clean Connect, our buddy Zane from Clean Connect had uh, asked us to look at some of a, a NIL certification course that they have created. And when we were looking at that, we were looking at some of the projections that they included, and they were they were really awesome. They included some from Open Doors and other you know platforms. But one conversation this sparked is you know it would be really really awesome if there was a way for all of these numbers to be aggregated. So you know we've got these valuations, we have actual dollars earned on other platforms. Um, you know, on three is kind of limited to what has been reported to them and then the stats on like social media and there's all these different limitations and it would be really, really awesome if there was a way to, you know, like these valuations that they're using, if there is a way to kind of like aggregate more of the data from different platforms to like really firm this number up. I think that'd be kind of cool. So that's just my two cents. Very cool, that's but it. I'd like to see more. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I wonder if the platforms, you know, if, if an athlete does a deal through a platform, is that confidential? Like who owns that information that the deal mm-hmm. is done? Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I guess it depends on the state as we're about to talk about. Oh, it makes sense. Okay. Well, I guess we should get into the main story. Um, to the main story. <laughs> to the main story. Okay. So we have a Gora issue here, people. Wee woo. As we mentioned at the top of the show and just now, some states are allowing the press and other interested parties to really dig into the financial details of NIL deals. So just like we were saying with these valuations. Last fall, we had an episode where we discussed the same issue um, in both Louisiana and Georgia. And, you know, the Louisiana issue that we discussed, Gray Media was trying to access LSU student-athlete NIL information because they wanted to publish some of the financials behind it um, because they said it is in a public interest, which is interesting. 
However, a judge quashed that, but Georgia remains outstanding. So there's been a little movement in Georgia, and so we just want to update everyone on it. So Wheeler, what do we got? All right. So movements here. Western Circuit Superior Court Judge Eric Norris has denied a motion as of last week that made the University of Georgia Athletic Association to dismiss a complaint that was filed by the Athens Banner Herald to obtain NIL records filed by university athletes. The complaint was actually asking the judge to dismiss the motion because the Athens Banner Herald was going after the athletic association rather than the university system of Georgia Board of Regents itself. So they're really trying anything at this point to keep these details behind closed doors. That is interesting. They were just kind of like, not for us. We don't need to deal with it. Not our problem. Very interesting. Yep. So what's been going on since the Athens Banner Herald? Like, you know, we just you just kind of wrapped up the what just happened last week. But since we last heard about them in the fall, so back in June, attorneys for both the Athens Banner Herald and the University of Georgia Athletic Association argued in front of Judge Norris about whether NIL deal details should be released through the Georgia Open Records Act. Uh, if y'all remember our episode, The Joy of NIL, we also discussed this with attorneys Joy Bonner and Brian Shavira. Joy also used to work at Georgia, the Georgia Compliance Office. Uh, so that was a really awesome, if you want to dig into that further, that's a pretty awesome episode as well. But the Banner Herald, in this case, believes that not releasing these records is a violation of that Open Records Act. David Hudson is the attorney for the Athens Banner Herald, and Edward Tully is the attorney for the University of Georgia Athletic Association. Um, so just keep those names in mind as we kind of talk through some of this. Yeah, Hudson versus Tully. Hudson so, beat Tully, baby. Let's yeah, we just have a I mean, you know, we should settle this in a cage match. <laughs> this does sound like a Hudson beat Tully. Yeah, UFC, Hudson versus Tully. <laughs> For the rights of all players on the line. <laughs> oh, yes. We could promote that one pretty good. I think we'd get a we'd get Hannah, some Hannah too. Hannah too. Draw that out for us. I feel like that's a good we can make a really cool graphic. Hannah too. Mark that down. <laughs> Draw it done. Hannah one, put it on the what? internet. We, we really should do that. You know, we're gonna do that tomorrow. So <laughs> to kind of wrap this up, so Tully said that how this works is that univer is that the university provides student athlete NIL information to the athletic association. And then the Athletic Association provides this info to the NCAA. Tully's argument was that student athletes have a right to privacy and that these NIL contracts are made with an independent third party and not the university. And therefore, it's nobody's business but the athletes themselves. Yes, he actually compared it to the lottery. So where a winner can choose to come forward to allow his identity to be known or not, which I think is is really, that's an interesting comparison. I think that really kind of, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, there's a comparison there. I, I agree. I mean, <laughs> that's you know, definitely a comparison. <laughs> secrets are good. I, I mean, so okay, Chrissy, which side are you leaning on towards this? I mean, I don't think it's as much as I like to. I love to crunch numbers, and I think that's kind of fun. I think that it's the athlete's business. Like any any business, unless this is like a publicly traded company, which these athletes have not signed on for something like that to be represented in that way. I don't think it's anyone's business but their own. And if they want to release it, that's fine. Um, but so no, I'm yeah, I'm with I, the I, athletic association. And I, I tend to agree with you on that because you know the athletes they're they're not paying themselves this money, right? I mean, they're mm -hmm. some another person's doing that, another business entity organization. So if if that person 
you know, in the deal that struck between the two of them, if they say, hey, we have to release this to the public, then the athlete agreed upon it before it happened. And therefore, I, I feel like it's fair game. But mm-hmm. if both parties agree to, to not have to disclose it, then, I mean, that's, I feel like that's private business. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess the Athens um, ABH, you know, they, they want this, this info so they can post it and it'd be good for business for them. So I can see that side of things that, you know, to help a, a local paper out, um, publishing this info would be good for business and getting ad dollars. So it's, it definitely is both ways, but I, I, I tend to lean towards the athlete as well. Yeah, absolutely. So Hudson and the Athens Banner Herald's argument is that while the Athletic Association is a private entity, it maintains and receives documents on behalf of a public agency. So that information is subject to GORA or the Georgia Open Records Act. That's that. I mean, it's complicated. Okay. So also he added that UGA's athletic association, it, gosh, I can't talk either. UGA's athletic association cannot hide behind the family education rights and privacy act or FERPA, which we've also talked about before. Um, because while this does protect the privacy of education records, Hudson and the Athens Banner Herald say that NIL records are not educational records. Um, you might remember that last year, like we mentioned earlier, when Gray Media filed to access NILs, uh, LSU's NIL deal records, LSU cited protection under FERPA as well. And in that case, the judge sided with LSU against Gray Media. So also when the judge asked Hudson and the Athens Banner Herald why they wanted this information, Justin said that it was in the public interest. So, Yes, and Tully and the UGA Athletic Association said, oh, no, they didn't. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> but they really uh, did, yeah. Yeah, they did. So <laughs> you might have noticed in our earlier segments um, when we were discussing NIL numbers, we were able to go into way more detail about the Texas schools than in the other states. So we made a point of that by putting like whatever million dollars to the exact sense. So mm-hmm. this information in Texas is available. Um, this is because of the Texas Public Information Act or the Texas Open Records Act based on Texas law, Senate Bill 1385 that was enacted in 2021. So this is a recent legislation mm-hmm. specific for this. Um, this is used to request public records from the state of Texas and local Texas government agencies. This is all just super interesting. I really enjoy covering this. It's I'm curious to see how it will play out in other states. Um, and it's wild how how it's being interpreted differently. Yeah. Poten- and then, potentially. And the big thing in all this is that the NCAA is not touching any of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it truly is. They're sticking with keeping it at the state level. So that's also really interesting as well. Yes. Cool. Let's hit the nillies. Hit the nillies, baby. Okay. So, Wheeler, this has been an episode full of controversy, ripe with controversy, you could say. Total, total drama. <laughs> Lots of drama. High drama. So, to cleanse our palates before we jump into nillies, I would like to introduce another Nilly athlete. Her name is Bella McCullough, and she is excellent. She's a member of our Nilly fam, and she also has her own podcast that is launching soon, Coffee with a Statesman. She plays lacrosse at William Penn University, and she's a member of Mexico's senior national lacrosse team. She's the youngest member. Yes. I'm I'm cutting in. She's the youngest member of their team, and I think of the whole the whole tournament. Yes. She is just, she is an impressive young lady. Um, She's also very much into the arts and enjoys videography and graphic design. So uh, let's listen to what Bella has to say. 
Hi, my name is Bella McCullough. I go to William Penn University. I'm a lacrosse player and I'm a goalie. And I'm really excited for this NIL deal, just especially because I'm a female athlete and especially in a sport that's a lot smaller than um, some of the more traditional sports. Getting to represent um, my sport and getting to represent my school through that is just so exciting. And I'm really excited for this opportunity. Okay, Bella truly is awesome. Um, we've loved having her on our Nelly fam. We love to have her in the squad. And she's, it's, uh, it stands out that she's a real go-getter. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? I did. Yes. Um, so, Chrissy, what, like, I guess we have to do it now. Did you have something fun you wanted to talk about before we jump into Nilly's? Well, I guess I did. Okay, so we kind of talked about this, but um, Zane from Clean Connect asked us to take a peek at their new NIL certification course. And I'm proud to say that I am now NIL certified. This course is super informative. And um, I can tell that the team at Clean Connect worked really hard to make this a really great comprehensive course. So uh, go check it out if anyone wants to. It's really great. You can find it on their website. Uh, it was it was just great. I enjoyed it, um, and I was kind of sharing some of the fun tips I found with our team. It was it was it was awesome. So go Clean Connect. Good job. Yeah, excellent. The more information we have, the better. So um, yeah, good job, Clean Connect. What's up, Zane? Yes. Uh, let's, let's get into some millies. Let's do it. You want to go first? <laughs> yes. <Bye> okay. <laughs> so, um, Foot Solutions Greenville has partnered with Clemson Volleyball's Crystal Childs for a social media campaign. Um, this was actually done earlier this year, but they just got on my radar because they started following the podcast recently. And I saw this really awesome commercial that they have on their Instagram page. It's for an insole that you put in your shoe. And I just thought it was so well done. It features Crystal. She's actually using the product and she's, you know, doing her sport, volleyball. It was, it was really awesome. It was just exactly what you'd want to see in an NIL partnership, an athlete promoting a brand, doing her thing. So That's really good cool. job to both of them. Well, Chrissy, I am a Beats by Dre man. So I really like Jackson State's Shador Sanders' recent NIL gift. He used his NIL partnership with Beats by Dre to gift his teammates brand new headphones. I want some of those. Yes, you wear yours like every day at the office. Yeah, with your, with your coding beats, jacket. <laughs> 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 well, these are excellent Nellies. Great job today, Wheeler. Well, thanks, Chrissy. Um, and thank you all for listening today. If you'd like to learn more about Victify's platform, visit Nilly.io. If you'd like to learn more about our framework compliance platform and other financial literacy courses and content, visit VictoryFi.com. If you'd like to learn more about our favorite recent Nillies from across the country, follow us on social media. We post a new Nilly daily. Follow us on Instagram at Name Image Likeness Podcast or on Twitter at VictoryFiNIL. Or if you want it all in one place, you can follow our drift. Also... Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It really helps us out. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Name Image Likeness is part of the Palm Tree Podco network of podcasts. The show is produced and edited by Anthony Palmer. Thanks to the team at Victory Five for creating the content for this week's episode. 